I was in the third grade. My teacher was Mrs. Defusco. That's right. I still remember my third grade teacher's name. And uh, we used to have these things, and, and I think they still have them today, but they're not as much fun, I don't think, as they were back in the day. Do you remember when back in the day, they'd, every now and then your teacher would hand you like a, a newspaper-looking thing that had books that you could purchase, right? It was actually called like the Scholastic Weekly. And uh, so back in the day, and this is uh, 1973, that's right, that's how old I am, I'm in the third grade, and the teacher gives me this thing, and I take it home, and I'm looking through it, and I see this book, and I'm like, I want this book. Can I have this book? So my parents uh, sent a check-in with the order form, and a few months later, the box came. If you remember that, the box came, and all the books were there, and I got this book. Four stars from the world of sports, and this was the absolute favorite book uh, that I ever owned as a kid. Now, Full disclosure, this is not the original. Um, the original is long gone. I did get this, though, on Amazon for only five bucks, which I'm telling you right now, that's a steal. And uh, I would read this book over and over and over and over and over, and I don't know why, but I loved it. And I learned so much. So one of the first stars was Mr. Uh, Henry Aaron. And if you don't know who Hank Aaron is or Henry Aaron is, he is probably uh, the greatest baseball hitter or home run hitter of all time. And what I learned about Hank Aaron was he learned how to hit as a kid by using a broomstick and bottle caps. He didn't have Fortnite. So he would go out into the street at night under the lamppost and take some bottle caps and throw them in the air and hit them with a broomstick. And what was interesting is, you know, you're supposed to hold the bat like this. He didn't. He batted crosshand. In fact, he batted like that all the way to the minor leagues. And to a scout from the Atlanta Braves said, hey, son, uh, you're a good hitter, but what if you turn your hands around like this? And so Henry Aaron did, and he even hit better, and the scout said, wow, this guy's teachable. So they got him, and the rest is history. Now, another guy in this book is Kareem Abdul-Jabbar, basketball player. And uh, even though he was one of the greatest basketball players of all time, he was very tall. When he was a kid, being very tall wasn't good. In fact, he got mocked. He got made fun of. He got bullied for his height. I learned about that from this book. Now, of course, my favorite person in this book was Mr. Roger Staubach. I wanted to be Roger Staubach. He was the quarterback for the Dallas Cowboys. But what impressed me about Roger Staubach is he was a Navy man. And he went to Annapolis. And when he graduated, he got drafted by the Dallas Cowboys. But he couldn't start right away because he was a Navy man. He had to serve the Navy for four years in Vietnam, and then he got to play for the Dallas Cowboys. Now, there was another guy, Bobby Orr, but he played for the Boston Bruins, so I didn't care about him, so I never read about him. (laughs) Apparently, he was good at hockey, but when you're a Sabres fan, we do not care about the Bruins, but apparently, in fact, someone after church, they said, you know, he was Canadian. I was like, oh, okay. Um, But that was my favorite, favorite book, and uh, I read it all the time. I kind of wore it out. In fact, owning it now is, is kind of exciting uh, for me. Now, I'm telling you this story for a reason. Um, we're about to dive in to a message series that will probably take over two years. It's called The Bible Project. And it's going to take us from the beginning, from Genesis all the way through Revelation. Uh, two gentlemen in Portland, Oregon have taken the Bible... And they've illustrated every book of the Bible in just this incredibly 
creative, easy to understand, um, and you'll see these videos throughout these next couple of years. And in fact, I'm going to show you a clip a little bit later. But it's really, really powerful, and it's really, really important. And, and my hope is that when we're done with this series, or maybe during this series, the Bible will become your favorite book, if it's not already. So that's the goal. So why are we putting so much effort into this? Why is it so important that I want the Bible to be your favorite book? Well, we'll talk about that uh, this morning. We're also going to, again, be showing you a video clip, kind of give you an idea what the Bible Project looks like. And then in your bulletin, you're going to see an insert. I don't have it with me up here, but it's an insert that has the Bible Project on it. And we'll be going through ways that you can prepare yourself, things you can do as next steps uh, this week to get ready. So let's start. Why are we going to spend so much time? Why is this so important that the Bible become your favorite book? Well, I think there's two things that I want to talk about this morning that stand out to me. And here's the first one. The Bible is our map to life. And without it, we'd be lost. The Bible is our map to life, and without it, we'd be lost. Psalm 119 Verse 19, the psalmist writes this. He says, I am a foreigner here on earth. I need the guidance of your commands. Don't hide them from me. Folks, we forget that God created this world. This is not our home. We have a home in heaven, but this is not our home. So we are foreigners here. And so if we're going to know how to live, if we're going to know where to go, if we're going to know what decisions to make, well, we need a map. And the good news is, is that God has given us this map. He's given us his word. And if we read it diligently, and not just read it, and this is important, I want to make sure we understand this. We're going to read the word, but that, that's, that, that's not good enough. You have to also understand it. And then you have to say, well, how does this apply to life today, and it does. And then here's the big thing. Then you have to live it out. And we'll be talking about more of that uh, in a little bit. Now, some of you have read the Bible before. Some of you read the Bible a lot. Some of you had to read the Bible maybe just a little bit. And you know, and you say, well, I, I kind of got a good idea of how to live. And I want to share with you a story that kind of goes with that, and it'll make sense in a moment. Um, I have four daughters. I mentioned this before. Most of you know that. When they were teenagers especially, uh, we'd be on a road trip, and they would say, Dad, do you even know where you're going? Dad, are we lost? Dad, why don't you use a map? Or why don't you use the phone? Or why don't you use GPS? Because I don't think you know what you're doing. Now, i got to be honest with you. My response to that was a little bit of... Um, push back a little bit because they were giving me a hard time. But also I wanted to have a little fun with them. So my response to them would be this. I would say, girls, 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 don't worry. We're fine. I just so happen to have inside my brain an inner compass. And they'd be like, what? And I'm like, I don't know how it happened. I was born with an inner compass. So I'm never lost. I know exactly where I am. I'm worrying going, so just sit back, relax, and enjoy the show. And they'd be like, you don't have an inner compass. And I was like, oh, yes, I do. And they'd be like, no, 
you don't have an inner compass. I'm like, yeah, I do. They go, Dad, it's not real. You can't have an inner compass. And we'd arrive at our destination. I'd go, oh, yes, I do. Now, I don't have an inner compass. <laughs> but this is what I do have. I know where north is, south, east, west. I'm pretty good with geography. I'm sure without any doubt that I could get in a car right now and drive to Los Angeles without any map, right? There are just those things that are inherent to us. We kind of have the, we just know, right? Same thing, though, in life. See, most of you, okay, I'm going to say all of you. I shouldn't say most of you. All of you, all of you know that when the Bible says, thou shalt not kill, you don't kill, right? So I have no fear that any of you are going to go out there today and kill anybody. You've got that down. It's kind of basic. Thou shalt not steal. I'm pretty sure that none of you are planning to heist a bank after a church today, right? It's just not going to happen. Those are kind of inherent things. But, but what about thou shalt not uh, bear false witness? In other words, don't lie. Or what about you shouldn't covet your neighbor's belongings? Or what about um, be careful how you use your words, your tongue, because it can be dangerous and you can hurt people. You see, there are things that we need to be reading on a daily basis. There, there are parts of God's map that don't come easy to us. That we need to remind ourselves of day after day after day. That we have to understand that we have to know how to apply to our lives, and then we have to live it out, right? Now, some people will say, well, I don't read the Bible because it's really difficult to understand. That's true, and that's what we're doing, the Bible project. But I think there's another reason why people hesitate to read the Bible. Hebrews chapter 4, verse 12. For the word of God is alive and active, sharper than any double-edged sword. It penetrates even to dividing soul and spirit, joints and marrow. It judges the thoughts and the attitudes of the heart. I think there are people today that don't read the Bible because they're scared. They're scared like they're scared of going to the doctor. Have you ever heard someone say, I don't like going to the doctors, so I don't go? And you say, well, why don't you go to the doctors? And they say, because then they'll tell me I'm sick. I don't want to find out that I'm sick. And I'm like, isn't that the point? Don't you want to find out you're sick so that the doctor can then heal you? That makes sense, right? Same thing with reading the Bible. You want to find out where you're sick. You want to find out the areas in your life where you struggle. You want to find the places in your life where you need help so that God can help you and fix those things, right? And heal those things and help you to overcome those struggles, and those temptations. So that's one reason why we're going to focus on the Bible so much, because it's the map that we need to live this life so we don't get lost. Now here's the second reason. It's not just a map. It's also a tool. The Bible is a tool to help us to do good work. 2 Timothy chapter 3, verse 16. All Scripture is God-breathed and is useful for teaching, rebuking, correcting and training in righteousness so that the man of God may be thoroughly equipped for every good work. We need God's word. 
because it's a tool that will help us do the things that God wants us to do. Now, you guys know my long history with tools. It's not very good. In fact, let me show you a tool that scares the daily. There it is. I look at that tool and my hands start to sweat. I mean, okay, they sweat all the time, but they sweat even more when I look at this tool. Now, do you guys know what this is? This, what? Yeah, a little more descriptive, though. It's a two-man. It's a two, this is important because 28 years ago now, um, my wife and I were living with my in-laws because we were on our way to seminary, so we spent a couple months with them before we went to Kentucky, and I wanted to help my dad, so he was going to put up a fence, and he needed me to help him dig some holes, and you know me, I grew up in the suburbs of Fairport, so the only holes I dug were with like a little tiny shovel in my sandbox, so this was all new to me, and I was like, cool, I'll do this. He goes, well, this is what you do. You grab this, and he started it up, so there we were. We were holding this this hole digger, and I'm like, I have no idea what I'm doing. I've never done this before. I'm like, all right, and we're doing it, and it was really hard, right? And I'm like, trying to, and it's, it's really heavy, and it's really hard, and and he's like, and he's even saying, he goes, this, this, this shouldn't be this hard. This was never this hard. And all of a sudden he stops. And if you know my father-in-law, this is what he does all the time. His last name is Snyder, so he yells at himself. He goes, oh, Snyder. I'm like, what, what? He goes, we're holding it, Ron. I go, what? We turned it and held it like this now. Let me tell you right now, folks. This is so much easier than this. And next thing you know, we're just digging holes left and right. I'm thinking, oh, yeah, this is, I could do this. And we laughed, and we still tell that story, and we still laugh because, right, what an illustration of taking a tool and not using it correctly. Well, ladies and gentlemen, let me tell you something that's not funny. What's not funny is that all throughout this country, there are churches loaded with people who have read the Bible They've memorized the Bible, and they're some of the meanest, cruelest, bitterest, most angry people, most miserable people you ever want to meet. And you say to yourself, what in the world's going on? You, you have the tool. You've memorized the tool. But they don't understand it. And they don't know how to apply it. And they don't know how to live it. Or at least they don't choose to live it. You need to know that here at the Oak Ridge Free Methodist Church, we're not trying to create theologians. We're trying to help you become disciples of Christ. We want you to know how much God loves you. We want you to develop that relationship with Jesus Christ. And we want you to read his word, understand it, apply it, and live it out. And I really believe that the Bible Project is going to really just bless the socks off so many of you. So this is what I'm going to do. Let's bring the lights down. And let's put the volume up here. 
Let's watch this video. The entire thing is telling one unified story that leads us to Jesus. And so we want to help you learn how to read the Bible as you actually read through the entire thing for yourself. So the Read Scripture experience is, first of all, a reading plan that has broken up the story of the Bible into 16 chapters. Now, we've rearranged the order of some of the books to help you see how this overall story works and how each book contributes to it. So we begin with creation of the world and the fall of humanity, which which leads to God's covenant promises to Abraham and his family, the people of Israel. Then you come to God's rescue of Israel in the exodus from Egypt, which is followed by the covenant God makes with them at Mount Sinai. From there, God leads Israel through the wilderness and then into the promised land, where Israel grows into a nation and breaks the covenant. And so this flows into the rise and the fall of Israel's kingdom, which ends with Israel being exiled from the land. Now, the story pauses right here, and you'll read through the poetry of the prophets who lived before Israel's exile, and also of the wisdom writings that reflect on this part of the story as well. After this, the story will pick up again, and you'll read the writings of the prophets who lived during the exile, then about the return of Israel from exile, and the writings of the prophets who lived after the exile. You'll conclude the Old Testament with the book of Chronicles. It's a summary of the story so far and how it all points forward to Jesus. And finally, we come to Jesus himself and his announcement of the kingdom of God, which is then followed by the letters of the apostles to the people of Jesus' kingdom. Finally, we'll conclude the entire biblical story with the revelation, a poetic vision of Jesus' return and the healing of all creation. Now, each of these 16 chapters has a number of reading sessions it will take to complete it. Some of these are shorter, others are longer. And if you take just 15 to 20 minutes a day to complete each session, you'll be able to read through the entire Bible in less than a year. Now, even with this map, many books of the Bible are really confusing. It's very easy to get lost. And so when you start each new book of the Bible, you'll be able to watch a short video that lays out that book's structure and flow of thought, and it'll give you tips about what kinds of things to look for as you read. But also, every book contributes to the overall story of the Bible as well. And so we'll have theme videos placed at strategic points in the reading plan to help you see how the part of the Bible you're reading at the moment fits into that larger story. Finally, each day's reading session includes a psalm, because we believe that reading the Bible is not just an intellectual experience, but also spiritual. And so we invite you to take the year to develop the daily habit of praying through the psalms. And by the end of the year, you'll have prayed through the whole book of psalms two and a half times. Our hope is that the Read Scripture experience will help you read through the entire Bible with greater understanding than you ever have before. So you can see for yourself the beauty and the wisdom of this ancient story that points us to Jesus. All right, so inside your bulletin, go ahead, Emily, just grab me one of those, will you? Thanks, hon. Okay, so inside your bulletin, you will see this insert. And on the back, it shows you how you can plug into the Bible Project. There's a few ways. The first one is just go to their website. Just go to the Bible Project website, and you can just stay there all you want. And all the materials are there, and they're free. But if you have a smartphone or if you have um, a tablet, then you can go to the Apple Store or the Google Play Store, and you can download their um, read scripture app. Go to the next slide. And it's kind of what it looks like a little bit um, on your phone or on your iPad. And what's great about it is 
all the videos are there. All the scripture is there. And again, that the man said, 15, 20 minutes a day, you'll read through the entire Bible in less than a year. And um, we won't be going that quickly, though. So next week, I'll show you the first video, which is half the book of Genesis. And then we'll spend some weeks talking about the different themes there. And I'll show you the next video. So it'll take us a little longer. But folks, all of this is free. All of this is there for you. Um, You get to choose how much you want to dive into it. I hope you'll dive into it in a big way. Because again, this is just going to be, I think, a huge blessing uh, in our lives. Which leads us to the last slide and the bottom line. This is our bottom line today. I think he said this in the beginning of the video. The Bible is one unified story that leads us to Jesus. We are all on a journey to draw closer and closer and closer to Jesus. And so I'm excited because there are some of you who are just beginning the journey. There are some of you in the middle. There are some of you who have been doing this for a long time. But regardless of where you are, this Bible project is going to help you continue to get closer to Christ. And that's what it's all about. So we're going to stop here now and uh, we're going to pray uh, for this coming year. Heavenly Father, we, um, we are so thankful for your word. We thank you, Lord, because it is a map to guide us and direct us. It is a tool, Lord, to help us live the kind of lives you want us to live. Lord, I pray that you help us be a church that is filled with people that don't just know the Bible, but understand it, can apply it to life, and more importantly, Lord, can live it out. And Father, as, as we do that, um, as you bring, we pray that you will bring more and more people into our lives who, who maybe have never read the Bible, so they're lost. They don't have that map, and they're just wandering all over the place. They don't have the tool, so they don't know how to do the things you want them to do. Father, help us to be able to hand this to them, this, this Bible project, this opportunity to understand apply, and live out your word. And again, Father, we always give you the praise, and we thank you, Lord, in Jesus' name. Amen. Let's stand together.